Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. I'm Julia, and this is episode number seven. So today I got to chat with Yolanda, the money relationship guru behind Manifest Mad Money. Her story, you guys, is pretty incredible. You'll hear about how she discovered the law of attraction from her crazy drunk uncle who manifested a $42 million lottery win. She learned from him techniques to manifest money, and that's what she did. She started a thriving real estate career in her early 20s and was able to really live a life of luxury early on. But then something devastating happened. Her son attempted suicide and her life came crashing down. Well, we know the story doesn't end there. Through reinvesting in her spiritual practice and in herself, Yolanda climbed out of that dark place and became a coach to entrepreneurs who were ready to remove limiting beliefs around money and themselves to manifest more. More money, more sales, and massive success all around. Yolanda and I go pretty deep into money mindset in this episode. And we talk about why so many of us have such a love-hate relationship with money and why wanting money, having money, and enjoying money is not a bad thing. In fact, it's perfectly healthy. So anyway, Yolanda gives so much food for thought in this episode, and there's so many great insights, and she's just such an awesome person. You're going to be able to tell that right away. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Well, hello, hello, Yolanda. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So um, I told you this earlier, but I just binge listened to a bunch of your latest podcast episodes. By the way, Yolanda's podcast is called Manifest Mad Money. Um, and Honestly, your whole approach to business and money mindset is just something that I think most people, not just entrepreneurs, but most people not only should hear, they really need to hear. So I want to get into all of that. But first, I want to hear about your story, Yolanda. So um, yeah, I know this question isn't easy and you've probably gotten a lot, but you know, it's hard to summarize our lives, but I'd love to hear maybe just like where you started and some of the key events in your life that brought you to where you are today. Yeah, definitely. Well, again, thank you. I'm excited to share. Yes. So, okay. I, I obviously teach on manifestation, money, business, all of the things. And 
when I was really little, I was, I was an entrepreneur at heart. Um, at four years old, I was collecting soda cans and turning them to the recycling center. Oh my God. I Um, love that. Yeah. I realized that I didn't have to just wait for my family to give me their cans. Like I started going around the neighborhood and like finding cans just to get oh my God. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah. And then I would host my own garage sales. Like I was always doing something. My family just always laughed at me. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I have an uncle. So I grew up very strict Catholic with my mom, but I had an uncle who was very into spirituality, law of attraction, conscious creation and manifestation. And I remember being as little as four and five years old, him saying, I'm going to manifest the lottery one day. And he would talk to my cousins and I about it. And he would ask us what we wanted him to buy us. And, you know, we would just go down this whole visualization and it was just so powerful. Yeah. Well, he continued to talk about it. And as I got older, it got more and more embarrassing. Like he would talk <laughs> yeah. to anybody and everybody. And then just... you know, he would have a few drinks at dinner, <laughs> waitress. And I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, people think my uncle is drunk and that he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, until I turned 17 and I gave birth to my son at that, at that age. And he wasn't talking to me because he was kind of upset with me about that. We made amends. And the very next day I got a call from him saying that he had manifested a $42 million lottery. Win. Oh my God. Yeah. It was insane. Wow. By the way, he was drunk. So I did not believe him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then my other uncle got on the phone and was like, no, no, he's being serious. So I was like, okay, maybe there is something to this whole manifestation thing. And I just started like asking him more and more questions about it. And then I started kind of going down this, you know, deep dive of personal development and how the brain processes things. And then I started applying it in my life. Yeah. And At the age of 21, I purchased my first home with my husband. Um, I, at the age of 25, I had manifested my dream career at the time, which is I was a real estate agent making multiple six figures a year. I was, I bought a Range Rover cash. I was taking all of the trips, doing all of the things, had a huge savings account. And um, it was really exciting, everything I was creating. Yeah. And then um, when my son turned 14, he attempted suicide for the first time. And everything just immediately shifted for me. Um, Things came into perspective, you know, new priorities. And I left my multiple six-figure-a-year job. I just could not focus on clients and my son at the same time. I could barely focus on me. I was drinking two bottles of wine a day to, you know, self-soothe. Yeah. And, um, and then I kind of lost myself for a bit. I started manifesting my six figure savings account away. I mean, money was leaving my hands. Like it was just going out of style. And I realized one day when I was taking the trash out and I heard the wine bottles clinking together, I was like, this is not who you are. Yeah. And I decided to dive back into my spirituality. I started back with meditation and scripting and journaling, and I pulled myself out of that. And that led me to where I am today, which is 
coaching entrepreneurs online to create a successful business while keeping their spiritual practices and conscious manifestation at the forefront. Wow. Wow. Yolanda, that's, that's amazing. Well, first, first of all, um, I'm so sorry to hear about your son and, and going through that. I'm sure that was, that time must have been so difficult. I, ha, so, so you, you obviously like once your husband, once your uncle won the lottery and stuff, you, you realize, okay, manifestation works, but then you went through this period, um, where your life is sort of unraveling, but then you say you turn it around and you dove back into spirituality. What, what was that? What was that like? And what are the first steps that you take? Is it, is it just diving into literature and reading? Are you following people? Like, how do you, how did you pull yourself out of that? That's a very good question. Nobody has ever asked me that. Um, I started off slowly. I had started following a coach and honestly, I don't even remember her name. And she had kind of talked about scripting, you know, which is manifesting with the pen. Yeah. And so I started scripting as though I was scripting from a place of pure peace and just fulfillment and abundance. Like I just yeah. wanted to feel good again. And mm -hmm. so it was really just journaling as if I was happy, as if I was fulfilled because I was in a deep, dark, miserable place. Yeah. I felt like, you know, my family was falling apart. Like I was just, uh, it was dark. And yeah. so that really saved me. And then I started um, trying to meditate a little bit more. And if you're mm -hmm. familiar with human design at all, I'm a manifesting a generator. So okay. meditation is really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have too much energy, but yeah. I made it, you know, I made it a non-negotiable. Uh-huh. Wow. So, and, and then, um, in terms of scripting, so you're in this place of pain and, but you're telling yourself you're, you're trying to create a mindset where things feel good, where you feel good. So what are you scripting? Do you even at this point know what you want to do? Do you even know what the life is that you want to lead? I mean, I'm assuming you didn't want to go back into real estate. So what, what is the life that you're dreaming about during this stage? Yeah, honestly, it had nothing to do with career or money or anything. I honestly just started scripting about being grateful for being alive, being grateful oh, wow. for having my family, you know, together, being grateful for waking up and, and, you know, feeling happy and, and at peace. Like yeah. that's really where it started. It was like, I didn't even care about career or money at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and in fact, I had, I had unconsciously begun to, um, manifest everything away because I had had this story running in my head of if I wasn't working so much, if I wasn't so focused on making money, mm -hmm. maybe I would have been there to prevent this for my son. You know, we always, we always blame ourselves for everything, but yeah. So I had anything that had to do with my old life of luxury bags or, you know, designer this, mm -hmm. or, you know, my Range Rover, like I just wanted to get rid of everything. Mm -hmm. So, so that's when you first said I manifested my money away, like you really did, you were putting it out there that you, you were wanting to let go of it. 
because yeah. it was holding this burden for you. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so then um, you started to get out of this, out of this kind of dark place, and you started to really be intentional with your thoughts and with scripting and with meditating. When do you start? When did you start your coaching business, and how did that kind of come about? Yeah, so I started it two years ago, um, so 2019. And the thing is, I had the coaching business as a thought as I was kind of coming out of this, mm -hmm. but I felt I'm not ready yet. Like I cannot hold space for someone right now. I can, you know, I can barely pull myself out of this. So I was like, now is not the time. Yeah. So yeah. I did the typical things that everybody does. I downloaded a million freebies. I followed a yeah. million coaches yeah. <laughs> um, and I was selling clothing online. And then um, finally I decided to in 2018 at the end of 2018 to hire my own manifestation coach and we worked together on consciously manifesting this coaching business and i remember i was hiding it from everyone from my husband from my family oh, wow this is what i wanted to do but i was like people are going to judge me <laughs> and um so Why, because it because it was like too woo woo or because you were starting something totally new or what what was the fear? I think it was a combination of everything. Like mm -hmm. I was in the spiritual closet because of my strict Catholic upbringing. Like my husband knew it, but you know I had never come out to anyone else, and so I kind of felt like, okay, the world's going to see me, my family's going to know, and then I yeah. thought, is my husband really going to? Not that, I mean, I don't even know why I thought this, but I was like, is my husband really going to be on board with me being a coach or is he going to think this is absolutely absurd? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a fun, oh, that's a cute little project. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I actually, uh, Thanksgiving of 2018, I had the talk with him. We were in New Orleans and at a restaurant and I just laid it all out on the table and he was supportive and I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Wow. And then the rest is history or how, how do you, how do you even go about like starting a business like that? I mean, do you start with your social media following and do you start with just, um, writing out content and getting some courses out? Like I, there seems to be so many different ways you could go about it. Yeah. So what I did is I was selling clothing online on um, a plat platform called Poshmark and then a little mm -hmm. bit on eBay. And so there's a whole, um, what they call reseller community oh, on yeah. Instagram. And so I was, I had like 1400 followers from that. Cause I would post the stuff that I was, you know, um, having in my little shop and, uh -huh. and um, just kind of networking with other resellers and, and so I just decided, okay, this is all or nothing. I'm just going to start putting myself out there. And surprisingly, I, I always forget about this. I think <laughs> when I put myself out there, I immediately had three people in my inbox. How can I work with you? And wow. so, yeah. And it's so funny because again, I, I, I don't know why I just now remembered this, um, I was selling sessions at $50 an hour, but I thought I was like, oh my God, I'm getting paid to talk yeah. to people. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then I released a course and that fumbled, like nobody bought. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just kept showing up and building and, you know, launching things. And yeah, I think when you're talking about something as powerful as money and then as powerful as manifestation, mm-hmm. I think people are willing to listen. So, you know, I just kept showing up. Yeah, I love that. And um, so were you always with, with your coaching business, did you always kind of go towards this niche of, of um, entrepreneurs that were looking to, you know, take their businesses to the next level or even start a business or were, did that kind of just happen organically? So I knew that I wanted to be a business coach because I felt like sales and business was something that always comes naturally to me, hence mm-hmm. picking up cans at four years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even in high school, I would take, this is so bad, but I would take um, empty plastic bottles and I would make mixed drinks for the kids at school and I would sell them for $25 a pop. (laughs) That is amazing. You would have been my friend. (laughs) That sounds up my alley. (laughs) So I just always felt like, you know, being creative with business and sales was just my thing. And then um, I went to this retreat and everyone there was just blown away about how I was so open and willing to talk about money. And they were so shy about it. Mm. And they were like, you need to be a money coach. And I was mm. like, hmm, okay, that, yeah, I, I could definitely do that. So I started marketing, marketing myself as a money mindset and manifestation coach. And, but I kept targeting entrepreneurs. Yeah. And now I just call myself a business coach because I feel like if I call myself a money manifestation coach, like it gets people confused. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just work with the entrepreneurs. Wow. Okay. So I want, I want to dive a little bit deeper into what you just said, which is like, so many people have these limiting beliefs or just belief systems around money and um, money is bad or you really want money and you can never get it or it's limited. It's a finite resource with all things that you talk about. What do you think now, obviously having a thriving coaching business and talking to so many people, what, what are those like top money blocks and limiting beliefs? The biggest thing that people are completely unaware of is that they have a deeper self-worth issue. Mm. Somewhere along the way, someone has placed money on a pedestal to them. They learned that money is on a pedestal and somewhere along the way, they were made to feel by either friends or family or, you know, just peers that um, they're not worthy of it. That is the biggest obstacle that, you know, I find. And yet it always stems from self-worth, but people make up a million excuses about it. They're like, well, you know, I would never want that much money because I just wouldn't know what to do with it. Or that's just, you know, too much or, and no, those are all lies that you're right. Right. to be, right. you know, okay with your situation now. Yeah. Yeah. Defense mechanisms for sure. Right. And okay, so then how, how do or what are some of the approaches that you take with your clients to really use manifestation for um, increasing sales or, you know, just, just 
changing your money mindset and, and, and attracting more money? What is, what is the energy that they need or what are some of the techniques that people can use to get that, get in the right vibe for that? Uh, I love this question. Okay. So it's so funny. Anytime someone gets in my container, they always think that it's like some strategy they're missing, Mm -hmm. some, you know, like instant way to grab customers or, um, some super manifestation technique that they've never been taught. And I have the secret and they don't, and we get in a container and we start doing some deep shadow work. I mean, we go back to childhood because, you know, from age zero to seven, your brain is absorbing its belief system based on your parents' belief system, whoever you're around. Right. And so we do a lot of um, NLP, neuro linguistics programming, to reprogram the subconscious mind. But we also do a lot of conscious uh, shadow work around old belief systems that they didn't even know that they had, you know, from past um, love relationships. We all repeat patterns. And so what you learn from your parents is exactly what you're repeating in some way or fashion in your friendships, in your romantic relationships. So my honest advice to anyone is start diving into the things that impacted how you feel about yourself, how you love yourself, Mm -hmm. what you feel you're worthy of in relationship, in finances, in career. You will get exactly what you demand And manifestation is all about, all it means is just to make visible to the eye. And what I tell people is when you have standards, boundaries, and expectations, you will receive that same energy back. So if you feel that you are worth a million dollars, you've got to show up with that energy and taking aligned action. And guess what? Eventually it will get there. It will happen. Yeah. So true. So then what, what is your advice? And I'm sure you have a lot of people who come to you who, and I, and I think you, you just interviewed someone on your podcast who was one of your clients. Um, but you have a lot of people that, that are in, you know, a career that maybe they don't love, but they like, and they make really good money, but maybe it's not aligned fully with, you know, what they want to do. And maybe they want to be a coach or whatever it may be, but it's the, it's the mindset that you lose the money, you know, the, the sure thing. And you're on a a certain path where you're confident that you can always support yourself and your family or whatever it may be. And the, the fear of jumping into the unknown. And then, you know, even if you believe in manifestation and all these things, that that's scary to do. And I think a lot of people don't follow their passions because of the fear of not making the money and then putting themselves or their family in financial, you know, distress. Um, Like, what is your advice to that? Is it taking baby steps? Is it just, yeah, I'm just curious to hear how how you speak to those types of people. Yeah. So, The funny thing is that people always think that their nine to five or their career, that somebody else gives them a steady paycheck. Mm -hmm. They always think that that is 
the smart way to go. They always yeah. think that's the constant. Mm-hmm. And I think what the pandemic made us realize last year is that the only guarantee is ourselves. Yeah. My husband went from making six figures to, you know, I mean, he still made six figures, but for several months, like he was not bringing in the same amount of money that he was bringing in. Mm-hmm. And my business was the one that was skyrocketing and the one that was supporting us. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, so I guess when you look at it like that, you know that the only way to guarantee something is to bet on yourself. Yeah. Does that mean that fear is never going to be there? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Fear stems from the unknown. Yeah. Your brain is literally looking for the unknown because it's risk and vulnerability. And that is outside of the brain's comfort and its job is to keep you safe. So it wants to keep you in the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And when you think about taking those scary leaps, you're not taking those leaps with the intention to fail. And if you are, don't take the leap. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking the leap with the intention to build a better life. And something that I learned from Tony Robbins that he does in his um, Unleash the Power Within uh, seminar is he takes people down this journey and he asks you, okay, everything that's going on in your life now, like all of the chaos, all of the things that you're unhappy with, imagine that five years from now, imagine the pain, the discomfort, Mm. the fear, all of that. Imagine five years from now. Then imagine 10 years from now and then 15 years from now. How miserable are you? Is your health in you know, good standing because you're stressing about everything all the time? Is your mm-hmm. family neglected? Like I did this with a client recently because she was so paralyzed by the fear of what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And when we went through this exercise, she realized it doesn't matter what happens, but she knew she had to make a change of how she was living currently. It was just Mm -hmm. that detrimental to her health. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want to, like, if, if you don't have like a nest egg, please don't just like jump in and be like, the universe is gonna help me take my bills. Yeah. I definitely don't recommend that. Be strategic about it. Be smart about it. But yeah, my client, Sarah, she, I had no clue until I interviewed her for my podcast Mm -hmm. that she used the last bit of money that she had to work with me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, but it paid off because in that interview, we calculated, she was on track for 302,000, um, for this year. And now, which she was able to quit her nine to five in a very short amount of time, but now we just revamped everything. And now she's on track for a minimum of 350, but really 450. Wow. So, you know, the risk is always going to be there. The fear is always going to be there. It's um, how committed are you to changing your circumstance? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point because the, that's what the universe needs to see is the commitment and the determination and the 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 mindset that that you have that it will work exactly um, you know i was reading this book it's called ayahuasca wisdom i'm deep into oh you just you just went and, t- and did ayahuasca right yeah that was my 
Uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth time. We had three oh. ceremonies there. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, quite a ride, but I'm, I'm like so, uh, fascinated by plant medicine and its connection mm. to, um, you know, our thoughts and, yeah. and spirituality. And so I'm reading this book, it's called Ayahuasca Wisdom. And um, it was stating that when a fetus is formed inside of the womb, that the heart isn't actually developed. It, the, there is no heart until week 10. And then what it said is scientists have noticed that even before the heart is there, physically there, there is a flutter of waves and energy moving at the pace of a heartbeat where the heart will be. So what they're saying is that heart, it knows it's gonna be there and mm -hmm. it's already present in the quantum field and the energy from it being present in the quantum field is showing in the reality right now. And that's why we see the flutter. Oh my gosh. And that's the same thing with our thoughts is, your thoughts are already present in the quantum field. It's about continuing to feed those good thoughts mm -hmm. and allowing them the time to come to fruition, whether it be a month or a year or five years, whatever it is. If you continue to believe it, you've created the energy to make it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have never... I, I, I have never thought about the, the heartbeat, but it's true. Yeah. The heart, the heart doesn't, you don't hear the heartbeat until yeah, eight to 10 weeks. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have to read through that and think about that again, because that that's crazy, but that does make so much sense. I mean, I 100% believe that our thoughts have power and our thoughts create the things and events in our life. Um, but when you look at the science behind it, that's when it all becomes super fascinating because it's then it's not just the spiritual belief side. It's like this is real. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I get people who come to me all the time and they're like, I don't really know how much I believe in this. I'm like, great. I love people like you. And then yeah. I do like a million exercises with them. And they're like, well, I'm very, you know, I had one person say, well, I'm very science-based. And I was like, great, because this is science. Yeah. <laughs> like we learned in school that everything is energy and it's all atoms and molecules, which is energy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So I want to go a little bit back to your, your business and how you help um, entrepreneurs. So um, what, what are kind of the things that you do to help your clients scale their businesses? And I know that, you know, manifestation and money mindset and, uh, you know, unblocking things and, and, um, removing limiting beliefs and all that shadow work is a big part of it. But when it comes to like the tactical stuff, like, can you walk me through a little bit, like how you work with your clients to help them really grow their businesses? Yes, definitely. Okay. So I am a big proponent of human design. Mm -hmm. I take human design for every client. I look at your chart. I want to know how you're operating best. Do, can you continue to work, 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 work? Because most people want to get into hustle mode or, you know, are, do you need a lot of breaks? And there's a, a few other things that I look at in there too. But based on that, I come up with a simplified strategy 
that's going to work best for you. Most mm -hmm. entrepreneurs go into their business and they're like, and I'm going to offer this and I'm going to offer this. Like, it's so crazy. I see especially spiritual entrepreneurs, they have a Reiki session and then they have a tarot session and then they have an astrology <laughs> session. And it's like, first of all, you're confused. Yeah. Second of all, your audience is confused. And third, you having all of these things that are like mediocre price, right? Like, let's just say, because again, spiritual people have this bad money mindset that they cannot charge what they want for their services. So mm -hmm. I see them charging $33 for a reading. And I'm like, how many sessions, how many one hour sessions is it going to take you to achieve the six figures that you're telling me you want? Well, at $33 yeah. an hour, it's impossible. So we come up with something that absolutely works for them. And based on where they are in their business as well. Because so many entrepreneurs are trying to market themselves as these big um, influencers that have 30, 40, 50K followers, and they haven't yet built the trust with the small audience. Mm -hmm. So it's really about being strategic of where is your ideal client at, going directly to them, letting you step into your power of knowing exactly how you're going to get someone a result so that when you see someone that you can help, you know, exactly like your elevator pitch, basically, mm -hmm. and there's no neediness. And we simplify the strategy. We simplify the business versus being all over the place and throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I'm huge on high ticket sales. Yeah. So I teach my people to make those changes in order to convert high ticket sales. Mm -hmm. I love it. I am such a fan of just the like simplify, 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 simplify in everything in life. It makes things so much easier. Yeah, and it really does. Um, so, so what are your clients doing then? Is it mostly coaches or, um, are they selling online courses, like a, a little bit of everything? Yeah, I have clients from all different backgrounds. And I think that's why, um, you know, obviously I'm a business coach, but I'm also a business consultant. So I have clients that are real estate agents. I have clients that own salons. I have clients that are coaches. I have clients that are, um, you know, in sales positions. I have a client that owns a hemp farm. Like they're oh, just wow. all over the place. I had a chiropractor, like they're really all over the place. That's amazing. That's really cool. That must be really fun for you too, to get little glimpses into all these different professions and industries. It is. And you know, what's so funny is I don't even have to know anything about their industry because the concepts that I apply in their business hmm. are, I mean, they work across the board. Like we may come up with a different strategy based on their particular business or where they want to go. And, mm -hmm. and that's completely unique to them, but it's like, I don't even need to know all of the details of their business. Right. It's so true. What are, what are your thoughts on 
side businesses and like having a career, but doing something on the side. I, it, um, I was actually thinking about this when you were talking about your reselling and I've, I've done, I've dabbled in that on eBay and Poshmark just kind of for fun and like selling my own stuff. Um, but someone once told me like, everybody needs a side hustle. And I've, I've, I've done those here and there and it's kind of fun, but like, what if, is that also, you know, sending mixed messages to the universe? Like I'm kind of doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm all over the place. Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, going back to human design, I'm a manifesting generator and we are truly the only beings that are meant to have multiple things. And I say that because I can honestly say that even we don't do it well. Mm -hmm. If you think about where energy goes, energy flows. So if you have five different things that you're doing, or even just two, you know, you have your nine to five, and then you have the side hustle without the intention of growing that to replace your nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how dedicated are you to each one? Mm -hmm. You only have so much energy in the day. And you know, again, unless you have the intention of leaving one for the other, I just feel like right now I don't, other than, you know, financial passive investments, I don't do anything but my coaching because I just truly believe that the more energy I put into this, the better it will grow and the better it will be. Um, so if you feel called to do multiple things, I mean, I don't see a problem in it. Just know that if you focused on one and at least built that one up yeah. and then decided to add another one, you'd probably be more successful even quicker. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good advice. And that's very true. Um, okay, now I want to do a little, I, I would love to hear little things that you do, Yolanda, for manifesting money. I'm, I'll give an example of something I do. Recently, I've started tipping 25% on um, restaurants and even like getting a coffee and stuff. And I'm just grateful to the barista or to the waiter. And I swear it just always comes back almost immediately. And before it was like, you know, always 20%. And, and the same, same thing kind of like, um, you know, just, I feel like I'm much more likely now to just, you know, share money more. I mean, like donate more and all the things that before I, I had the mindset, I was like, okay, you know, I've, I've already kind of donated to X, Y, Z. I've done my part. Um, but I realized the more that I am giving the, the more that I receive. Um, another thing that I've started to do is I used to be a little bit of a hoarder, not like a, like, bad like on the show but just saving like shower caps and like you know a pair of studded overalls just in case like I had to go to a farm themed disco party or something um and I started to just donate everything and now you know it's a little bit of the whole like um who was that woman that just made everything that oh Marie Kondo yeah like I Marie Kondo at our whole house and now I have things like it's made room for, you know, the things that I really want. And I don't need the thing, you know, all this stuff. Um, but what are some of the things that you do? Some like tips and techniques for making space, creating the energy for more money and more abundance. Yeah. I, okay. I love that you're 
um, comfortable with donating when, you know, out of gratitude, because when we, um, you know, like you said before, you were doing 20% and it was like, uh, okay, but when you yeah. do it from your heart with zero expectation, yeah. that means you've released the resistance to money period, which of course would be repaid, you know, in, in good karma coming back to you. I always say mm-hmm. when I spend money on myself or I invest in myself that I, that I get it back tenfold. Mm-hmm. So if I feel called to donate, I don't question it. I just do it. And actually recently after my ayahuasca journey, this last time I was taking a shower and all of a sudden I got this message to donate this very large amount, um, to this cause that I, you know, is just deeply dear to my heart. And normally I'd be like, Holy crap, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's just, it just felt so good. And I did it. And of course, immediately came back to me, like you said, Um, so that's always a good thing. I have a money ritual though. Mm, Um, I do it every Monday and it's making space in my home, in my office, in my week to attract more. So I put on a high vibe song. That's all about money. Mm. I dance, I burn incense that are, you know, meant for attracting money. And I have citrine crystals, which are meant to attract money. That's well, that's my favorite. There's several that help attract money, but that's my favorite. And I just pull a card and journal about what I'm calling in for that week. And I have, okay. So one thing that my uncle did when he was manifesting the lottery, um, when it finally came, he released the resistance, but Mm -hmm. he had, you know, a candle that he had set an intention on. And he was in a really bad financial place at that time. He was living with another uncle of mine. And um, so that candle burned all the way down. And what he did is he folded up the lottery ticket and put it in the candle and walked away. And then the next day when we found out, when he found out that someone in our area won, he was so, he released the resistance so much that he didn't even want to check his tickets. My other uncle kept pressuring him to. And so what I do is I have a jar. It's, um, I use house of intuition candles sometimes Mm -hmm. and they have a money candle and I set my intention. I do use a candle every week when I'm doing my money ritual Mm -hmm. and I set my intention on the candle of what I want to call in. And so now I have one that's completely burned down and at the bottom of their candles, they have crystals in there. So I will now take a little post-it note and write in cursive because it activates the left and the right hemisphere of the brain Mm -hmm. and helps you absorb that even more. I will write in cursive my intention of what I'm calling in uh, financially. And then I will put it in that empty candle holder that has my crystals with the intention of abundance. And I just let it go. So, you know, I, I think having a good relationship with money, not being afraid to talk about it, not being afraid to have it in your hand, not being afraid to have it in your wallet and not spend it, mm-hmm. that is going to go a long way in any ritual that you do, you know, calling in money. Yeah. I have to ask Yolanda, what is this high vibe money song? 
Yeah. You know what? I have, um, I have like a little playlist on Spotify. It's called the manifest mad money playlist. Oh, nice. Uh, Like I just change like from time to time, depending on the mood, like one minute it's Cardi B one minute. It's, um, there's this old song from like the eighties called, I want to be rich. I love (laughs) that. That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, just a few others that, that are just talking about money. Like they just talk about, and there's one that I absolutely love. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it's called wake up. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, talking about waking up in the morning and counting all your cash. And I'm like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Yolanda. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I, there's like, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole other podcast on just like ayahuasca, but I'm going to listen. Did you, did you record an episode about the experience? I recorded one about my first experience. I just recorded one yesterday about the recent experience. So it will be live next week. Okay, cool. And everyone, that is the Manifest Mad Money podcast. Um, How can people find you? I mean, Instagram, like what's, what's, what's the best way for people to connect with you? The best way is either the podcast or Instagram. I'm on there as at Manifest Mad Money. And then my website, manifestmadmoney.com, which also has the podcast downloaded it, downloaded on it as well. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to include those in the show notes as well. Um, this was so fun. I feel like I learned so much. I, I also just, I, I feel really good. You just, you have such a great energy. I, it, it feels palpable, even though we're, I don't, where are you exactly right now? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, you're in Austin. Where do you well, live? I'm in LA. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just, just two hours behind, but I'm feeling your energy all the way out here. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I appreciate you having me. You are such an amazing interviewer. Oh, well, thank you. This is so fun. And, um, I hope that we can stay in touch and I will continue to be a fan and cheer you on, um, from the sidelines. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, have a great day. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you so much for everyone listening. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Yolanda as much as I did. And I hope you're enjoying this podcast. But either way, I want to hear from you. So please send me a DM at Dream Your Life Podcast on Instagram or shoot me an email at dreamyourlifepodcast at gmail.com. I'd love any and all feedback and really just to hear from you. All right, well, have a wonderful day, a beautiful week. Go manifest yourself some mad money and I will talk to you next week.